Tim, thanks so much for the time today. Uh, Skitsa, uh, what's your what's your overall reaction? First of all, at uh, hearing about the firing of Mike Anderson. First, I'm sad and really uh, like Mike a lot. I've known him for a long time. I've known Mike as long as I've known Nolan Richardson, and that's thirty plus years. Um, so, well, almost forty. Now that I think about it, so um, I'm saddened that it didn't work out. I think a lot of us thought uh, that it would work out and uh, that he would bring back the glory days of Roland Nolan and, and the, the Razorback program when it was uh, you know, making a move towards being possibly considered a blue blood in, in college basketball. I mean, there was a time uh, in the 80s and 90s uh, that during a period when I was calling a lot of Arkansas games when I was uh, on the air at ESPN and on what was then known as Jefferson Pilot and Raycom Sports calling a gazillion games there, touting it as one of the true pits of college basketball and uh, one of the greatest home environments in college basketball, right up there with Fog Allen and Cameron Indoor Stadium um, as, as real pits to play uh, and very difficult to come out with, with a victory. Um, so, you know, that, that my first reaction was sadness because I just think a lot of the guy and I was hopeful that he would do really well there and bring back um, that kind of um, uh you know, ad, ad, adulation and uh, excitement uh, from the Razorback uh, family down there. I, I thought that it would be exciting for them again because they know what great basketball looks like, and they, as a as a fan base, at least those that were at the games, were so well choreographed. I think that was my line: was that it was the most well choreographed. A fan experience in college basketball when when it was really going great, uh, and from the point when Nolan had his impasse with the school and all of that just was so damaging uh, and and tarnished a lot of what he had accomplished at that time, and to some extent the university. I thought uh, they haven't recovered from that. Uh, it's it's now Nolan and, and the school have recovered and. Uh, and, and I think that's wonderful. I, I heard the news about the, the court about to be named after him, which it should be done. And uh, that's that's fantastic. Um, but I'm sure he wishes, too, that it could be done and all this could be going on while his old point guard from Tulsa was running the program and it was doing great. But that's the nature of the beast in today's college basketball. And, you know, athletic directors now really want instant gratification. And uh, they want their own guys, too. And... I think that that's probably part of why this is happening when it's happening. But there's no denying that if you know you got a place like Bud Walton that seats over twenty thousand, if you're only getting six or seven thousand in the building, uh, that makes the job that much tougher on a coach. Well, and you're, you're hitting on something that we touched on earlier in the show. You know, these things go together: wins and postseason success uh, go along with butts and seats and and at a building like bud walton arena and at an athletic department like arkansas that definitely is is paying attention to the bottom line and, and the number of people that are there to me that's one way that fans make their make their presence felt that's how their opinion gets out because athletic directors aren't paying attention to message boards they're not listening to sports talk radio they're, they're looking at who's sitting in the seats and that was the thing that stood out yeah. over the month of yeah. february yeah. you didn't have the people in the seats yeah, I mean, apathy is the worst form of uh, of criticism. 
especially at a place like Arkansas where basketball has been so big for generations, going back to old Barnhill Arena. I did the final game in Barnhill when Shaquille O'Neal and Dale Brown came in there and they closed that baby down. And I'll never forget it. I, I actually was able to call the game, go off the air, uh, get to my hotel without a problem, and they had closed-circuit TV of the closing ceremonies at the barn. Uh, Eddie Sutton came back that night. Dale Brown actually stayed after the game and spoke to the fans uh, with his team still on the bus waiting for him to, to leave. I mean, the level of, uh, of fandom there was just through the roof big. And so for this to be happening in a place like Arkansas, um, you know, it, it, usually fans are irate and they're yelling. They're, they're still there, but their expectations are great. That's going on in Indiana right now. You know, people are really upset with Archie Miller uh, for his team getting bounced from the NIT last night. Uh, for now, he still has his job, but I guarantee you he better have a really good year next year. But you still have the fan base there. I mean, they're still packing Assembly Hall. Well, uh, you don't have that now at Arkansas. You know, it's it's two-thirds empty. And and that, that means you've reached a new low uh, in terms of uh, – the lack of, uh, of support with your fan base. So uh, you can't really be critical of the firing, is my point, uh, and I'm not going to be. I, I was critical of the Vanderbilt firing. I thought that AD who came from the NBA G League had, had an agenda, uh, and he wanted to get rid of Bryce Drew. Bryce Drew already had the top point guard in America coming, and he lost one of the best players in the country uh, earlier this year. And it's hard for... Uh, a coach only in his second year when he loses his best player. Uh, and, and Bryce is a, a kid that I think is going to reemerge and do a great job someplace else. So I thought that was a really bad decision uh, at Vanderbilt. But, but Mike's had eight years. He, he's made three NCAAs. That's not enough. Not at a place like Arkansas. So I, I'm saddened about it because I like him so much, but at the same time, I understand you know, you're coming from a perspective, I think, that we share, and, and time my co-host, and I've talked about this, because there's some of the national media that are talking about Arkansas is not a so-called destination program. But when you look at the facilities, when you look at the league that they're playing in and how good the SEC is and the competition that's there, I know pressure goes along with it. But but if you're a good coach, you're going to embrace that pressure. And to me, I still look at Arkansas, take the tradition and throw it aside. This can be a destination program because you're at the highest level of college basketball. There is a lot of money here. They will promote you. They will do everything they can to market this program. I think Arkansas, we've had one of our writers on from the state. He thinks it's the second best uh, job in the SEC. And I think you, you're kind of coming from the same perspective. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh I absolutely agree with that. Now, now, and I, and I say this with all the admiration and love for Nolan Richardson anybody can have. Uh, I mean, I used to come and be a part of his uh, his um, charity golf tournament every year and uh, consider him a dear, dear friend. But the way he exited when he exited uh, and how long that was drawn out and the legal ramifications that took place and so much of the rhetoric and, and Frankly, he brought a lot of that on. I thought that set back Arkansas's image from a recruiting standpoint for a while. Mm. Now, that was almost a generation ago when you think about it. It's been a long time. Uh, and they've been through a number of coaches now since then, including bringing back Nolan's, Nolan's guy. And it, and it took a while for them to get to a point where they, the, the athletic director would actually hire 
you know, Nolan Richards' uh, lieutenant. Uh, I, I think that probably had the job gone uh, a little sooner to Mike, uh, he may have been able to bring it back more quickly. But it didn't, and I think a lot of that was because of the political ramifications of the leadership of the university and how divisive the separation was between Nolan and the university. Now, it's you know, time heals wounds where that's concerned, and now they're, they're back uh, on the right track. But unfortunately, too much time had passed, and it made it really, really difficult on, on um, everyone that was there that was in that position to get it going again. You know, recruiting is the lifeblood of a success of any program. And, um, you know, there was also, I think, a, a, a view, especially from the older fan base there, and this was shared not just in football, but also in, uh, not just in basketball, but also in football, that they were, even though they had gone to the SEC and there were financial uh, aspects of m- making that move that made all the sense in the world, that Arkansas was still a fish out of water in that conference from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, and, and I don't think that's true. I, I think that is an excuse. I think it's one that's brought up by a lot of people my age. I'm 63. A lot of people my age and older uh, feel that way. But in college basketball, listen, you get two or three guys and you build that foundation, you can keep that thing going and get it rolling again. Uh, the infrastructure and the history, that's the other thing. The currency of intercollegiate athletics is its history and its tradition. And there's so much of that uh, in, in basketball for Arkansas. So I would agree that uh, – even even considering what's happened in Florida, uh, back-to-back national championships and uh, the, the other programs that have done well, what Tennessee is doing right now, and the program and the facilities they have there, and Rick Barnes is doing a great job there, uh, I, I think the infrastructure and the history and tradition at Arkansas is second to none. And they were the one program that had the capability of going into the SEC tournament and shouting down Kentucky fans. Uh, no other program's ever been able to do that except Arkansas. Talking Arkansas basketball with Tim Brando, Fox Sports. Tim, Hunter Juracek in his statement, the reason they fired Mike Anderson, said the level of expectation wasn't met. That's one of the reasons he listed. Tim, what is the what is a reasonable what are reasonable expectations for the Arkansas basketball program today? Well, they can't be at least in the short term what they used to be. I think that you do have to have uh, some level of patience with the next guy that you bring in. But there needs to be an understanding that, you know, the ceiling for success is nothing less than Final Four opportunities and conference championships. I mean, that's that's what the expectation should be at a place like Arkansas. But to think that they are going to automatically, you know, pull a – you know, an LSU type of year. And, oh, by the way, there may be reasons that, that LSU got to where they did this year. Uh, we'll later find out, I guess, when um, when Will Wade is uh, subpoenaed and has to actually get in front of the, the FBI uh, in April. When this trial gets started, we'll, we'll find out more. Uh, so it takes a while if you're going to do it the right way. You can't really turn it around in a year or two or three and not have uh, at least eyebrows raised that maybe you had you had done some things that you probably shouldn't have done to get there that quickly. But long-term, meaning within a five-year period, assuming that that's the kind of length of contract we're talking about, 
this coach should be uh, expected to win championships and to compete for NCAA bids and Final Fours. And then not to go into the tournament and have success. Uh, you know, had Mike made a run to a Sweet 16 in one of these three years, if, if Arkansas had gotten on the precipice of going to a Final Four, uh, it might have bought him a little more time. He didn't. You know, he, he won a game against Butler and got bounced in the second round. You know, when you're getting in as an 8-9 seed or worse, that means you're, 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 you're happy to get in, but the likelihood of you're getting through and all the way to the uh, Sweet 16 is a difficult thing to pull off. Tim, let me top off the interview with this. You were calling the 99 senior night game against Auburn when they were number two in the country. It's been described by many as the loudest atmosphere ever in Bud Walton <laughs> history. Where does that atmosphere rank compared to the other college basketball games that you've called over the years? Well, I remember that night. I, I really do. Uh, and uh, it was it was one of those nights where you thought, well, this is you know, this is this is the way it's supposed to be. This is. Uh, um, a proud tradition reborn at Arkansas, and, and Auburn came in with a, a lofty record and uh, a team that had been on the national uh, map all season long. And uh, that, that, I think, along with, you know, I also called the game with Missouri when they blew them out to open Bud Walton Arena. I closed the barn. I opened Bud Walton uh, in terms of national television. It was the first national televised game uh, at the new Bud Walton Arena. And those two stick out at me. Those two stick out. But I do remember the Auburn game. It was incredible. Like I said, it was uh, right there with Fog Allen Fieldhouse, Cameron Indoor Stadium. Um, I'm also very partial to Butler's building, uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse. That place rocks. Uh, Assembly Hall and in, in, uh, in Bloomington is a fantastic place that's sort of unchanged from its past. Uh, it's right up there. Again, it's, um, you know, I, I, I would love to just go to an Arkansas game and not have to work it and just sit there and watch the choreography before the game, the way they do the, the national anthem with the trumpets and then how they bring the team out. And it's just marvelous. Um, the old band leader there was tremendous. And uh, I think he, I don't know if he's still around or if he left, they kept up that tradition with the way they handle their pregame, but it was just amazing to be a part of and, and I certainly did talk about it a great deal when I was doing games in the SEC. Tim, we really appreciate the time. A lot of fun talking to you. And as a, as a fellow play-by-play guy, we appreciate uh, all the work you've put in over the years and all the memorable games that you've called. So thanks again for coming on in Arkansas, and hopefully we can do it again sometime. Uh, great pleasure. Have me anytime. I'm always here for you.